Welcome to Modern Musings, Conversations with the Maiden, Mother, and Crone. Looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hello and welcome back. I'm your hostess, Kristen, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Amber and Cindy. Hello. Hello. If this is your first time joining us, we're glad to have you here. And if you're returning, then welcome back. This week, our topic is Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter. Another (laughs) nerd versus nerd topic that we wanted to explore. And I'm just going to preface this with I didn't do any research except that I've been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings lately. And I'm oh. wearing my Lord of the Rings shirt. She is to give indeed me power. wearing a Lord of the Rings shirt. <laughs> See, uh, I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter lately. So Yeah, it's been neither. a few months since I watched a Harry Potter. Um, Travis and Raina just finished the first book. Um, Travis reads to Raina every night. And um, we were actually, when we were touring her school, because she started sixth grade, middle school, new school. And so we were walking around and we went into the library and the librarian at our school is a huge Harry Potter fan. And um, she showed us a cart of free books that they were giving out, you know, just for takers, probably duplicates or whatever. And they had a whole bunch of Harry Potter books. And I was like, oh, neat. You're um, giving out free Harry Potter books. I have all of those except the first one. And she goes, oh, you don't have the first book. And then she <laughs> went in the library and gave us a copy Uh, I was like, oh my god, I love this librarian already. They have the best library. But anyways, um, so now Raina is experiencing Harry Potter. She'd seen the movie a couple times. She's slightly interested. She's obviously, you know, she's only 12. So um, all of this came out like way before her time. Travis is a huge fan of Harry Potter. And that was one of the things that we kind of bonded on together. But before Harry Potter, (laughs) yes, before Harry Potter, though, I was a Lord of the Rings girl, like, from the beginning. Um, I think... first movie came out in, what, 98, 99? Actually, there was animated There was animated movie. Yes, I remember watching that. Which I grew up uh, watching that. I I think my parents got that for me one year. Uh, The Hobbit and the The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. and so, and I enjoyed reading that. And I remember reading The Hobbit when I was in like sixth grade. Yeah, it was actually as written as juvenile fiction. Yeah. Thing. I And so I love those stories. Uh, to me, Middle Earth is the end all be all of high fantasy. It's it's not the be all, but it, it's a, it is a lot of stuff is based on it. it, it a lot, yeah, a lot of a lot things of are based on Middle Earth. And so we're just kind of discussing like the which one we like better for various different reasons. So I wanted to start off the topic with world creators because I feel like Tolkien is one of the most profound, best world creators because he created a language of its own. Yes. Entire races uh, of people and creatures. Well, there is the apostle tongue in Harry Potter. Also, right. I do have to argue with you, though, because he actually created a language that is spoken words in the book. Right. Whereas yeah. Harry Potter speaking uh, a language JK, that wasn't developed. J.K. Rowling did not develop true. Language. True, true, yeah. true, true, true. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I think as a as a world creator, definitely Tolkien has mm-hmm. 
Uh, uh, Tolkien uh, is like supreme as far as that is well, concerned. Well, I, I think Gene Gene Roddenberry may give oh, a run for oh, his yeah, money, but definitely. that you know, obviously, very different yeah, genres. We're, we're, and, yeah, we're going in different but, directions. But you're talking world builder that you world know, world builder, they, yeah, it, world builder. Period. That I mean, yeah, he and he did. Game he had extensive notes. Um, in fact, you know, there there's still material that hasn't been used from Tolkien's notes. You know, that there's there's lots and lots and lots of material there um, that that he developed, you know, characters and uh, story creatures plot lines and story and plot stuff. lines yeah. and, you know, things that the whole world was pretty much developed. Um, so, yeah, and, and very in-depth as well. Yeah, definitely uh, Tolkien takes it as far as world-building yeah. Definitely. Um, and just to, well, really, okay, I I am, it's, this is hard because I am a big fan of both. Well, right. Like, like right. Kristen, I grew up with the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings cartoon movies. And I read The Hobbit when I was younger. And then when the move, when the Lord of the Rings movies started coming out when I was in middle school high school something like that I started reading those and then but then at the same time we also grew up with Harry Potter because mm -hmm. the first books came out when we were in high school yeah and the movie came out when we were seniors in high school so I feel like I also grew up with those kids oh yeah yeah, yeah. I I do I love both as well and and I think uh J.K. Rowling developed a world very well also but one of yeah. the things about her world is that it's really based on reality yeah alongside the, reality. right yes yeah. so she, magical realism yes magical realism which we yeah. talked about last november we did um, yes and so you know i was gonna a, ask if that counted as magical realism well not i mean it does it, but it does also, i mean it's it's based it's so like harry potter is based, you know, in our time, well, uh, I think it's in the 80s. It yeah. starts in the 80s. But, you know, it's based in, like, our time as we're living now just with this magical world underneath. So I would definitely say that it has a lot of magical it, realism elements I because I, it's elements, everyday but not world. Itself well, I don't, yeah. when I was realism. looking at the Wikipedia, I think it was one of the things that was listed as an example of magical realism, okay. I think. I may be mistaken, but I do believe it was. And, and it, because it meets the criteria of being based in a realistic world, but with magical elements that are not... You don't have to explain how they came to be. That's Everyone the, just accepts that. They just accept that it. it exists. And that's right. part of the thing with the magical realism. Is well, that yeah. So, yeah. You know, when you're saying it that way, then I would, can definitely say that that is uh, magical realism. Right. I mean, it because does they make also, a lot of sense. Yeah, they also included like Encanto and some of those kind of things uh, in, in that category, which yeah. for that same reason. So... Okay. Well, yeah. thanks. Sorry okay. to derail you. But right. It, well, I well, had been thinking that before. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I, th I that was a good discussion because there there is a difference between fa fantasy and high fantasy 
and magical realism. There, there's different degrees of the magic involved. Or yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's taken place in modern London, right? Whereas Lord of the Rings has its own, own world. imaginary yeah, world, imagine yes. Middle Earth, yeah. Um, and so that yeah, you know, that's a little bit different. I, I like both, but I like them for different reasons, and I. Oh, it's really strange. Um, one of the things that that I like about Harry Potter is that there are strong female roles in that um, genre. The Hobbit has like only two female characters. Well, and it's actually Lord of the Rings. It, Lord yeah, of the Rings, but has they're not female. exactly strong. I think no, they're not. The fairies no. are very. Um, real ethereal um you know i i but i like that about the fairies too that the not the the fairies elves Elves, sorry man wow (laughs) i was sitting there thinking there were fairies fairies. i know i'm like is she talking about harry potter is there fairy i'm like Uh, it's late so the elves are very standoffish but there's reasons why but they're also the the elves are very um, Untouchable. like beautiful and this so I love that part about them you know like the that they're beautiful and magical and you want to aspire to be that maybe but at the same time they aren't strong in the way that you know McGonagall or um, Hermione or Hermione, Hermione you know uh, and yeah. Hermione is the heroine in many of the Harry Potter things you know she is um what helps Harry accomplish the things he accomplishes yeah like if she it is, wasn't for her he probably wouldn't accomplish those things most definitely would not would not um, have right well, I mean, I feel like that there are way more females than two in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, I know there's at least like a one pretty strong female, um, Eowyn from uh, Two Towers and Return of the King. Y'all. Yes, she was from Rohan. Yes. Yes. And um, but there's also Galadriel, the that queen. That was who I was thinking of. Galadriel oh, okay. and yes, Arwen. Had, well, they're both blonde. Well, and... I had forgotten about <laughs> Eowyn, so um, yeah. And I hope I'm. I know, and I feel bad that I forgot about her because literally the the prophecy was or the saying was that this the bad guy at the end could not be killed by a man. Right. Yeah. And. and I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen yeah. Lord of the Rings, but you know, right? De- definitely, yeah. She's probably one of my favorite characters. I know, definitely my only favorite female characters. I mean, of course, my favorite characters in Lord of the Rings have to be the Hobbits. Those are absolutely, and then yeah. you know, I still say Second Breakfast, Eleven Z's, Eleven Z's, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and but. Even so, though, the, the strong characters in The Lord of the Rings, the strong female characters, mm-hmm. are not... Comparable to the Harry Potter To ones, the Harry yeah. Potter series, because the in the Harry Potter series, they are pretty much almost on equal footing with Harry Potter himself. Yes. So, um, you know, that that to me... Uh, and and with the... Also with the... the evil people or whatever in Harry Potter there's 
also plenty of strong women in there. Oh, and oh yeah. Among, among the Harry Potter um, stories, not just um, McGonagall and Hermione, but then you also have um, Mrs. Weasley. Oh, and Mrs. Be- Weasley. Bellatrix Lestrange. Um, you have the, oh, what was her name? Um, uh, she, her hair changed colors. Oh, um, there's a lot of different oh, females. I think we're each thinking of we're thinking different, of different ones. Yeah. I was thinking of the teacher, um, that took over. The frog face. Yes. <laughs> toad oh. face. Um, oh yeah. Toads. Yes. Oh, geez. Where's my brain? It's been a long time since I read these books. In my defense, my son was like uh, seven or eight years old when we first started. And I'm terrible with names. And, um, and, and which we have discussed, actually, because that is one of the things um, in a like, downside to, to Lord the Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings is sometimes the names get confusing. Sauron yeah. and Saruman. Sauron. Yes. See, and I always have and, a hard time remembering Sauron's name. I just remember the White Wizard and Sauron. Right. And and a lot of the um a lot of the elves' names are very similar. At, you know, and so they're kind of uh, yeah. I was just thinking that like uh the love interest in both series was definitely like a weaker female, like Jenny Weasley and Arwen. Yes. Both very like uh, not as strong. I I noticed that too because I thought it was it was kind of odd. Like with Harry Potter, I was very surprised that he, he wasn't the pick the obvious. Yeah, yeah, he yes. didn't pick Hermione, which was would be like the strong female. And you know, I think in Lord of the Rings too because um, Eowyn yeah. had a crush on. Aragon, yeah, Aragon, and she. But kept he was already in him. love oh, with and Arwen. He was in love with Arwen, and yeah, and uh, but Arwen, that, that goes Arwen back to that. Was not strong. I mean, she was, like I said, you know, she's kind of so real yeah. and just very light and just beautiful and something you. And that that that's are enthralled like with, yes. My but, problem with literature in general is that like um kind of go you know goes back to like a a man wants a woman to take care of yes not a strong someone woman to that's rescue gonna, yes yeah not, someone to not rescue. some woman that's gonna rescue him because yeah. <laughs> harry potter rescued jenny weasley in the second book yeah and and hermione rescued harry yeah innumerable times so yeah, and Aowen actually rescued. Was it Pippin? Yes, yes, yes. I think. Maybe. It's been a while since I read that. Pippin one too. or Mary, one of the two, but yes. the Took Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, no, the thing that I find that's really interesting though about the Lord of the Rings though is because there's the different races, right? There's humans, elves, orcs, hobbits, dwarfs, dwarfs. and um. The neat thing about that story is, although it's a very masculine type story, the romance is very brief and it's not focused on that at all. It's there, slightly present. Um, But the whole issue with Aragon and Arwen is that she loves him and her dad's like, no, you can't love him because he's going to die soon. You know, his life is very short compared to yours. And she said, no, I'm going to 
love him because I love him and, and I don't care if I'm in misery for the rest of my life longing for him or that it ends up making my life shorter um, because the elves were going to leave. Right. And um, she was willing to break that barrier of what has always been and what's considered acceptable. And mm-hmm. I liked that um, just like Gene Broddenberry does with oh, absolutely. Star Trek. Yes. I liked that. Yeah. Um, because breaking those barriers. Yes. yes. And yeah. I can say that in Harry Potter, uh, JK Rowling does that too, with the whole thing about muggles and being friends with a muggle or a mudblood. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. marrying a muggle. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, well, a, that's definitely like, uh, you know, wizards versus muggles. And then like, uh, when you marry one, that's bad or whatever right well they mm-hmm. they all kind of allude to social yeah social norms like that, that we have you know in both of them. And, and it may be that the the strong female characters in jk rowling are just a um sign of the times because when yeah. you think about when tolkien wrote the lord the of the rings through the 80s that that yeah. you know women were like domestic weaker stay at home well, type situation yeah. and then more JK so Rowling's definitely like, more so than now you know so yeah yeah i um what you know are there any other i i was trying to think of um things where they kind of overlap um where the where the stories have similarities and oh i thought one, i thought you were gonna say the, characters because the oh. main wizards both look alike. i know oh, i'm already <laughs> like it's the same guy <laughs> <laughs> nope different characters different actors yeah, yeah. But, but i i was thinking about the nazgul in the lord of the rings the riders the dark mm-hmm, riders mm-hmm. um being a sort of um or or maybe the the dementors are an allegory for the for the Nazgul or an inspiration yeah. or an inspiration right, for the, for them yes that they they kind of serve a similar purpose um and they have that same eerie quality and they're both dark and you know frightening so i mean are there other, can you think of other things that are um likewise um kind of well, and here's another one. Um, thinking of uh, Hagrid being half giant, um, and the Ents, because people were afraid of the Ents, but the Ents actually were pretty. Um, um, I mean, they they actually came to their help. You know, to when they figured out what was going on and how everything was important, the Ents were. Um, they were kind of like the gentle giants of the of the Lord of the Rings story. I have one. What about just like the central savior character of just you know like an oh, everyday that burden, yeah, everyday own. guy, and then being like thrust with this bur- with this burden that you to don't want. Save oh, the yeah. world. even yeah. worse, thrust with the burden of your ancestor because yeah, Bilbo was the one who, who got the ring and Frodo yes. is the one who inherited the burden. They never yes. made they never made Bilbo put the ring in the mountain. They made Frodo yeah. carry it. Right. And exactly. with, just with Harry Potter, Harry Potter got stuck with having to, you know, having eliminate the burden of his parents. Voldemort, you know, yeah. You know, because yeah. of yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he got stuck with that because 
well, not going to give it away, but yeah, it was like his destiny. Both of them were just kind of everyday guys that got stuck with this destiny right. that they had to fulfill. Um, another parallel would be the camaraderie. It's not, oh, yeah, yeah, the best Although friends. that person yeah, has to carry that burden on their yeah. own, they can't they're, do it on their own. They can't do it on their own. They're their supported companion. by their companions. But, yeah. And also, when you look at it that way, it's not just a story of the companions, but it's a story of the worlds that were created. The the right and the wrong, the light and the dark, um, yeah. the oh, chaos yeah. and the and the order um, being at being battled. And in the end, in both series, it it comes down to people had to pick sides. People, all all creatures, all. Um, beings had to pick pick a side and and battle it out and well, I mean it, it really comes down to the, in the end to a one-on-one battle or a one-on-one thing um, where that one person is that one bad person is uh, yeah destroyed by by a single person or whatever but at the same time there's this army of people battling mm-hmm. in all of those, I mean, yeah, in both, both of those both, stories. Well, it, it all comes down to this, really, that they're all stories, and I'm going to get all English teachery. All stories are the same. Uh, Joseph Campbell's A Hero with a Thousand Faces, The Hero's Journey. There's one hero that has a call to action, and he goes on an adventure. He has his friends with him. He meets a woman, possibly a princess. He has a mentor. There's a big battle, good versus evil. I mean, you can look at just about any well, story. There's and nothing new under the sun, as yeah. they say. So, so yeah, that's yeah, it's just the basic formula of the hero's journey. The hero is uh, presented with this call, and he might reject it at first, but then ends up going on this call, and it's a life-changing journey. And there's always that one special friend, the one that stays to the end that the one that sometimes dies or gets, you know, very imperiled to protect his friend, the hero, um, in the case of Samwise Mm -hmm. or Ron, Ron Ron Weasley. He, you know, he, he's kind of this quiet friend, maybe not so, maybe not not as elegant, not not as bright or whatever, but he, but he is loyal to a fault yes. always yes so remember in harry potter whenever they started getting the romance and stuff and you know they had like a dance or something and oh yeah, and yeah. Was some jealousy there between the two friends and popularity yes teenager stuff right uh-huh. well um in uh, fellowship of the rings yeah i was about um, to say that when that they happens. get close to yeah. the mountain you know it comes down to uh Gollum is actually trying to convince frodo that sam uh the fat one <laughs> as he called him uh you know that he was uh trying to sabotage frodo because he wanted the ring so right. because you know Gollum was trying to trap frodo so he could steal the ring from him and um so you know, Frodo, you know, kind of fell under 
the conspiracy and told Sam to go away and not to come back, but Sam still followed him, just like Ron did, because yeah. even though he thought Harry Hermione and Ron was, fell yeah. out in their friendship, he was still a loyal friend and he still right. came. Yeah. You know. So there's very good similarities there, moral stories there about friendship and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friends will have your back a good friend will have your back when it is needed most yeah. definitely so what other differences i'm trying to th- you know we've talked about the obvious thing about the the female characters and we've talked about um high fantasy oh, versus um i would say realism. for harry potter that that one was more captivating on the screen well and reading because it was geared more for children Mm -hmm. yes and um it was easier to read and it also um because she sectioned it out into shorter books versus like you know three enormous books with long with characters that have very similar names right so i feel like um with harry potter would definitely get a point there because I felt like it was funnier when it was funny and it was sadder when it was sad. And very relatable, opinion. I think, yes. as well. Oh, yeah, very relatable. And um, in watching the movie, like, the battles weren't long. I mean, literally oh, yes. the last um, Lord of the Rings movie is, like, one long battle. Yes. Yeah. And it's yes. just like, oh, my God. Like, that- I would actually stop watching it sometimes because of my ADD mind. I would just kind of, like, disappear. Yeah, that is. That was a hard. That was that book Rings. was really hard to read. Because yeah, I actually had a hard time so reading the last book, too. Like, I, it took me forever. I had to put yeah. it down and pick something else up. Guys love that stuff. Me, not yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but yeah, even like the book and the movies, I definitely, you definitely have to pause and pause and pause. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Harry Potter, it's just like, oh, you know, yeah. wizard battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It that the last book of of uh, uh, Return of the King, you mean? The Return of the King. Yes, the Return of the King was a lot like reading Tolstoy. <laughs> like uh war and peace was really long and drawn out like that and you know it's not a hard read it's not a hard read at all but it's long and it gets dull so yeah that's why nobody ever finishes it because it's too long and too dull so <laughs> yeah um similarities in the worlds um mountains definitely like especially hogwarts area very oh, yeah. mountainous green and beautiful um we don't you know that's one of the interesting things you know we talked about this at the beginning too the the world builder aspect of tolkien mm-hmm. versus jk rowling she created a lot of beasts and she did stuff. she created more beasts and and things like that she didn't really create areas so much because the only real areas in her stories are london yeah yeah hogwarts Hogwarts. and hogsmeade Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's That's, why i mean by like hers wasn't and and i call it a pocket because it was it's a pocket universe yeah it is inside so think about like where that little um house was that they were having their oh in london yes secret meetings in it was there but it was not visible to the eye so it's kind of like bigger on the inside like a tardis right so it's it's already here 
Um, she was just kind of like making our world bigger. Right. Which yeah, I can appreciate that. Whereas like Middle Earth gives you this impression that it's somewhere else or it's so yes. before our time that it doesn't even exist here anymore. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, so Earth from, in uh, like a different like a different dimension, maybe. Or, or something, or yeah. Era, or era. Yeah. That's yeah. what I always think yeah. of, era. Like, it happened, like, long, long ago, but in the same place, <laughs> instead of far away. But not a galaxy far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in that sense, like, I think that's kind of unique, that she was able to just make our world bigger, uh, because it just makes the... Uh, possibility of magic a little bit more believable whereas right. well, yeah, it makes it more relatable is like so far away that it's not relatable it, well and it's, it is i mean it's relatable in that you know what a subway does you know what a train does you know what a car does what a toaster she reinvented does. all of those things she reinvented yeah. all those things but you can still relate to um you know harry understands how those things work and now it's learning a new way. A that new all way to see understand. it, and and then like you know, Ron not understanding how. But it, do you think maybe the hobbits though see the rest of the world that way though? Because the hobbits never left the they shire. They never left the shire, and yeah, so everything in, they new. knew, everything was new. Everything that they heard about things like the Ents, for example, were just folklore right and they talk about that in hobbit and fellowship of the rings mm -hmm. you know when traveling they're like oh the ants are real like i just thought they were a joke well yeah they that would de definitely be like harry potter and then the wizarding world because mm -hmm. it had all of those things that like um, we imagine yeah that you imagine like dragons and elves and giants and centaurs Things that you imagine that are just like a platform nine and three quarters away or right. whatever. Right. I know. I'll never Train look right at away. a fireplace the same <laughs> because yeah. I will always look at it as I could travel there or a phone booth. Yeah. Or like, what was it, that one where they went and through they the went through the toilet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. why J.K. Rowling? The why? Boot on the, but on that's, the soccer or yes, the Quidditch that's field. what yeah. makes it so funny, though, is that there's a little bit of a lacking. In, there's some really funny things in The Hobbit, but nothing quite as slapstick humorous as coming out right. of a toilet in right. yeah, but that, or, but again that is geared toward a 12 year old kids, boy yeah. a 12 year old boy yeah. so you know yes of course coming out of a toilet is funny you know that's what or touching a boot and ended up yeah yes that that those are things that are funny to boys to boys yeah but like with tolkien um the the hobbit was written for youth um, but it's, I don't know how to explain it. So like JK Rowling wrote the first Harry Potter book and it was geared towards 11 year olds because Harry Potter was an 11 year old. And if you notice each year as Harry gets older, each book is a year older. The book is written towards someone yeah. who is a year older. So it's very scalable. Okay. And, and by the time you get to the end of Harry Potter's story. It's very dark. It's very dark and very Lots grown of, up. Yeah, grown up themes. Grown up themes. Whereas The Hobbit is is an adventure story. It was written for boys. Um, or, 
youth, I should yeah. say, maybe not necessarily boys, but it was apparently, supposedly intended for youth. But I can't really say that about the Lord of the Rings. I the Lord of the Rings feels like its own more little ad- entity, like adulty. He, he went more adulty with it, and and especially um, Return of the King. So um, you know that one, especially because of the the scene. It's very dark, also, but because of the battle scene that rages on for more than half of the book. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't seem like it was geared towards youth or that it ramped up from an age. So I that's one thing where I have to give J.K. Rowling extra points because it really was scalable. The books grew with the reader, mm-hmm. um, but they were still infinitely readable for an adult. Yeah. Um, they were very entertaining for me to read them to and with my son. And I've enjoyed them just as much as he did. Right. And I think, too, with J.K. Rowling, she did a really good job of explaining things. Obviously yes. without dumbing things down. But she did explain, like, how things came about and where they came about. And I think in The Lord of the Rings... The way he told that story, because he was creating a whole world, he had to leave out a lot of things because there just wasn't time or room to explain everything. And so there's a little bit of backstory that you get about, like, how the rings come about and everything. But it's very simplified. It is very simplified. And and so there's a lacking there where I'm still just questioning, like, I want to know more. And that's where it's a shame that we can't have more. Of that, um, I mean, we do actually because we have the new show that's come out, Ring of Power, right? Rings and, of Power, and, and and he he wrote extensively. He had extensive notes. He had other books. Yeah, there's a lot of material there. Well, yeah. there's a new movie coming out in 2024, also called The War of the Rotherham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Lots of, because uh, uh, you said ring, I've not seen Rings of Power, it's so on it's a Amazon prequel, Prime. right? It's actually am- uh, exclusively with Amazon Prime, and it is a prequel. It dates way before everything that's See, going like on a, right, right. with the Lord of the Rings. Was it, is it the, the cre- movie I, I think is going to be either, in between? Because uh, I'm behind on all my TV watching. It is actually a the creation of the ring story. Is that right? We haven't even gotten to that part yet, and I'm almost done with it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's probably um, just the first season. Will. So, yeah, yeah. The main character is Galadriel. Okay. Um, they are almost like immortal. Um, and Elrond is like a young boy, but he's already lived for. Many, 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 right, many years. Right. So, yeah. just to give you an idea of like how far in the future it is, yeah, past, yeah, yeah, okay, or I mean, in the yeah, past, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It actually <laughs> starts at like the beginning of time, though. It's very cool. okay, okay. It's it is. Definitely I need to watch it. It's definitely on my it. list. I, I recommend just haven't because done it of the names and how it's hard to remember, like the different names of people. Um, you, if you didn't remember like certain characters names in the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, I would recommend going back and watching all of those so that when you do watch Rings of Power, the names that like Elrond and Gladriel, who are, you know, repeated names in mm-hmm. both, yeah. they will pop out and you'll be like, oh, okay. And, um, 
it might be something worth having in notepad and paper just to write your ideas because the whole time you're watching it, you're like, oh, I think this is going to happen or I think this is going to happen. And because I have no idea like where the story is going um, because I haven't read anything that, uh-huh. you know, besides the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. So I'm just kind of sitting here just floating along with the story. So I do uh, like that it's a little bit more drawn out like a show. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's where we kind of could have done better with Harry Potter. Like, I think it would have been amazing if it was a show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because we could have di- dived deeper into her world, um, kind of like they did with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it is really good. I highly recommend checking it out. And I do look forward to that movie that you mentioned, Amber. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. it's going to... I mean, it's not going to come out for a couple of years, but I'm looking forward to couple it. Also, years? it was 2004. Well, tw- tw- oh wow, a year! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Just yeah. depending on when. Oh it comes my gosh! Out I keep year. forgetting. It'll probably this. come out in December. <laughs> I bet yeah, you. Yeah, we're in 2023 we're in now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of the Hobbits and Harry Potter movies always come out in the winter time in December or somewhere about you know yeah, between the, the November Christmas and December. Movie thing, yeah. So that's always something that I love is whenever they come out with those movies. So I would imagine it's probably going to come out then. Oh yeah, so probably, probably no, will probably, be about two probably years around your birthday. So what it, what do y'all think about? possible future harry potter movies like they haven't made a movie about the cursed child yet so what do y'all think about that you know i um i love the fantastic beasts and i would see and i've only seen see and that was a prequel one of those i think oh oh, they are all really good yeah i I sit down and watch those i can't remember if i saw the second one or not maybe i did i can't remember um, I remember we sat down with Ashley because she, I wanted to go see the second one when it came out and she had not seen the first one. Mm-hmm. So we finally sat down to watch the first one and I don't think we saw the, I don't remember oh, if we well, saw the second one. Sounds like we need to have a watch. We need another, party. have another yeah. Harry Potter watch <laughs> movie. We, we, we just need to sit need down to and watch you, I'm behind all, on everything, so. Like, uh, just need to sit down and watch all three Fantastic Beasts, all s- eight Harry Potter movie seven. Yes, because seven yeah, was eight, split yeah. into two, so there's yeah, eight. eight. So, yeah. but I, you know what? I do that at least once a year. I will sit yeah. down and watch all of the Harry Potters and all of the Lord well, of the we, Rings we movies. Started, I do that, at well, least I do once that a year. with Star Wars. So you know, um, and Star Wars, yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to track. I want to track off of the um, the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter to another high fantasy, um. Because I have to bring it up, Game of Thrones. I yes. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, so I, it, it's not really part of this topic, but I have to put throw that one in there because of the world builder. It's yes. very different. Yes. Um, there are, and there's a new Game of Thrones series yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched any of that either. I've only read the t- the first five books because. You know, he's still writing. Right. Come on. You're going to die before this movie's made. And I've only seen up to four seasons of And I've only seen three seasons. See, I have. I saw up to the Red Wedding. I've read three of the books. Yeah. 
But I have seen all of the seasons, but I haven't seen the newest. So we're just uh, going to say we're going to have to zip that. Right. I don't want to talk about plots or anything like that. But, I, you know. Maybe similarities. But, there, but like yeah, that's the what I was talking season. about. The, the similarities and the differences that, again, strong female roles. Strong, yeah, definite strong female roles. Lots of strong female roles. Good A and bad. A million characters. A million characters. Just like. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, another yeah. similarity from it to Harry Potter is that sometimes the good guys die. Sorry, don't want to give that away, but well, that happens well. in Lord of the Rings too. Yes, yeah, yes. All, all three of them. The yeah, g- you know, you think out that of the, you're unexpected because we've grown up in this world where we think the good guy's going to live and get to the end and it's going to be a happy ending or whatever. Not always. Not no. always. And then yeah. the the ones that you think are going to die end up living and then the ones that you are rooting for to live end up dying right and and then there's always that that surprising character um that's in there that you didn't think was a integral part of it but winds up being Tyrion well I mean he was one of my favorite characters from so. the very beginning. From the Tyrion very beginning, yeah, like, my yes. favorite. But well, I Arya, didn't think, yeah, Arya seemed like she wasn't as important in the first season, but as the seasons go, and I've only seen up to season so, four. Well, you didn't read so. the book, so she she is really her I know. and no, Tyrion. No, 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 no. I'm do, saying do, though, giveaways. is yeah. that she? You, it's evident that she is important right yeah yeah but and and then uh in harry potter neville longbottom and oh yeah, Luna Lo- uh, yeah. Luna yeah. Lovegood. yeah they just seem side characters and then and they the, become really but then important. they become important to part yeah. of the story and um you know the uh like mary and pip yes yeah pippin yes well i mean i legitimately thought that yeah Tyrion was gonna die like oh a million soon. times um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he almost did a million times. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, you know it's uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, I had to throw that one out there because that is another really strong, um, fantasy story realm, and and I thought that one was interesting to to. Put yeah. In well, J.R.R. Tolkien. He, um, J.R.R. Crap. Oh, we've done that before. I know, yes, I've done that before. There are two R's yeah. in both of their names. J.R.R. Yes. Martin. He <laughs> built, just like Tolkien, built a whole thing. A yes. whole, a whole world. new yes. world yes. with names yes. and battles and backstories and love interests and intrigues and yes. races and characters. Yes. And, and all kinds of different magics. And like, yeah, different magics. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, very cool. Did either of you have any other um, verses or pros or cons or what have you? Mm. My mm. cons soundtrack? would just be... What about the soundtrack? Oh, oh, must we talk about the soundtrack? So, um, my favorite composer... Of all see, time, Harry Potter yeah. is John Williams. Yes. So. Yeah, I want to say Harry Potter definitely has John Williams is a better my soundtrack. Favorite. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But you Although know, we're all that... Star Wars nerds, so <laughs> yes, we are. Um, but I, I will say the Game of Thrones 
soundtrack is very catchy also. Yes, and if you haven't seen the TV show Westworld, the same guy does both soundtracks, and I love both of them, yeah. Well, they're HBO. I also love that intro to Game of Thrones, which Mm -hmm. is totally not. With with that, the the mechanical mechanical animation. So Westworld also has a very similar. Ring of Power has a really cool Okay. So, but let's not we still got to give credit. Howard Shore is pretty awesome, though. Yes. For Lord of the Rings. Yes. The music in that is awesome. Yeah. Maybe just not on the same, like, memorable level as, yes. as John well, Williams. Because well, well, John Williams I can is sing, just like, John multiple Williams. themes of John Williams because of the way he composes. Well, those and, songs and those things are played more often. You know, Absolutely. you don't. Yeah. I couldn't tell Sing you. Sing me when the a last song from, <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings. Right. Do you know one? Yeah, nobody does. Yeah, yeah. I so. just know the Misty Mountain song from The Hobbit. <laughs> Not to be confused with Misty Mountain Hop, which is a Led Zeppelin tune. Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, actors. Ooh. Oh. Handsomeness um. of the male characters. Oh, you know well, she's going to say Legolas. Kids. I mean, you know that Kristen's going to say Legolas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, let's just start with Harry Potter because there's only like a few characters that qualify to well, fit let, under just, handsome radar well, because they're either too young. Well, let's just fast forward to the last movie. How's that? Uh, well, okay. Well, no, because they changed. Mi- and they're still no. minors. They were like uh, 17 and 18. But, but, but if I was a. But. Yes. Harry was cute. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. But I'm talking about like, woo, man, he's hot. I have one. That and would he's be not his oh. um his guardian. Serious black. black. I was he, just gonna say Gary dirty. Oldman. I was I was I just going to say <laughs> Gary like, Oldman. I, I was like about to interrupt too. you, yes. and I was like, no, that's serious um, black. Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has like that. I love Gary Oldman. Like I don't know, unkept look. Yes. But I think that's what makes. Um, Aragon. Aragon, Ar- handsome, because the actor's not really all that handsome oh, no. to me. No, he, but I, he's, he is handsome not a handsome in man, that but movie. But he is handsome in that movie, yes. Yeah. Uh, Legolas. Was, oh, yeah. And then, oh, of, yes, course, of course, the, yes. the elves, Legolas. Um, all of the, you know, it, even the even the older elves. Um, uh, well, they're, they're just meant to be Elrond, so beautiful. Celebor- yeah, Elrond and Celeborn, you know, they were, those actors are not particularly attractive to me and and maybe it's because of other characters they've played you know so i'm a little biased Mm -hmm. but the way they made up the the character the the Mm -hmm. makeup and stuff they were and then of course boromir oh yeah he was handsome then he was i mean yes he's not a bad looking guy what's that guy's name um the guy who plays ned Ned stark (laughs) ned stark oh um God, I Gosh, can't think of his name. Is, he always dies in every movie. Yeah, I know, yeah. he, di- he dies in everything. Oh, yeah, he was in uh, oh, well, the Medici if, as a, as one of the If we're talking about Game of Thrones, I mean, Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Hello. Same curly, black, unkempt hair. <laughs> although, although, yeah. <laughs> I mean, his brother. His brother wasn't too. too. Meh. Mm. He was... They look they look similar to each other. But I, but I want to say Snow out of the three... The, Yes. I want to say out of the three Game of Thrones had the hotter actors out of mm. the three, if we're comparing. Most beautiful women. 
Mm. Oh, well, I mean, our Lord of the Rings. is Liv Tyler and the Lord of the Rings. Gorgeous. Yeah, Lord, Lord yeah. of the Rings, and definitely. Kate Blanchett. They're they're pretty. Um, but, I, you know, I also look at um, Mother of Dragons. Oh, God, she's oh, gorgeous. Oh, yeah, she's, she's gorgeous, gorgeous she's very, also, She has yeah. that same look about her with the white hair. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I, and... And honestly, in when I look at Harry Potter, um, obviously we all know now that Emma Watkins is Watson. drop dead gorgeous, gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, she is gorgeous. Yeah, she is gorgeous. But and her hair, because her hair is so boink, it, it detracts from her looks, and so we don't realize how pretty she is until they have the scene with the go- in the Goblet of Fire, you know, where she's yeah. dressed mm-hmm. up in her ball gowns and stuff. But really, there aren't a lot of beautiful girls to me it, there's there's I cute mean, girls the patel sisters are cute um jenny like is cute yeah, they're kids they're but kids. they're kids yeah yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but there's yeah, not those kids, beautiful like... women that there aren't beautiful women. now in the fantastic that's not what it's about in harry in well, the fantastic true. beast series however there mm. are lots of beautiful oh, women. Yeah. i love the little like dorky blonde girl in fantastic beast that has like the kind of chunky muggle guy yeah boyfriend the oh guy yes the yes that. yes that was really cute yeah and then of course some cute guys in the fantastic beast yeah. series like eddie redmine he's very cute um ezra miller he's cute and then you know they uh colin farrell and then johnny depp because mm-hmm. yes. both cute well Johnny Depp was not cute in that movie, though. He was very weird looking. Oh, yeah, but it's but he, Johnny he's Depp. He's really good at that. You know? But we <laughs> have this preconceived notion that he's handsome because... Yes, because he's... Well, I mean, Johnny yeah. Depp is just one of those unconventional type things. Yes. So There's we a, do have to uh, give appreciation to um, the guy who plays uh, Elrond. It's, yes, uh, the guy who plays Agent Smith. Yes, that's and why I was talking about. He's very. He's Hugo not somebody. Weaving. I would say he's yes. very attractive. Yes. See, I love Hugo Weaving. I know. Uh, yes, and I like Vendetta. Him. He has played such versatile roles. Yes, like um, yeah. What's the one where he's in drag? Purple Queen of the Desert. Priscilla, Cr- Priscilla Queen yes. of the Cena Desert. Qu- I don't know. Why I said purple. Yeah. Priscilla. But <laughs> you know, he desert. he yeah. plays a lot of cool stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and he's the, a, he's the a good guy actor that played um, Gollum, Andy Circus. Oh. Yes, he plays a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Also, like all of the Planet of the Apes movies. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's more of a green screen actor, but, but yeah. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of that movie was green screen. Well, yeah, except for the land, actually. Well, Where I mean, Gollum, like you know, Zealand. he didn't look like Gollum in real yeah. life. He wore right. a suit, and they put yeah. Gollum yeah. over his body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. So probably like with Harry Potter, it was probably filmed in a production studio, whereas like a lot of Lord of the Rings was oh, yeah. filmed. On yeah, site. it was right. Yeah, I just thought of somebody else New that Zealand. was attractive. In the Harry Potter movies, and that was Malfoy's dad. Oh, 
Oh yeah, the white what's hair. His name? Jason oh, what is Isaacs. It with the white hair. <laughs> he always plays a bad guy. Also, like in well, the Patriot. Yeah, he's very good at that. Yeah, yeah, he plays a bad guy. But but he was very Here's handsome. One of there. the elves that's lesser known elf, uh, Thranduil. I think I say his name right. He was played by Lee Pace, and he was a blonde elf, very handsome. Okay, oh yeah, Lee, well. Lee Pace is a great actor. So cool. There's a lot of lot of lot of back and forth there. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So I would say if I was to if I had been keeping tally, I would say we probably it was inconclusive of which one is better than Definitely. the other. Definitely. I feel like I could not live without both. I'm thankful to have both of them in my lives to you yes. know, enjoyed reading and watching them. And you know, that's the same way I felt about um that when we did the Star Wars versus Star Trek, because they both serve different purposes. Star Wars is the high fantasy of sci-fi. Yes. And Star Trek is the magical realism of yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, the, the really, everyday, like, right. if, uh, it is. It's right. the like everyday if, issues. You know, and, everyday, yes. yeah. So, you know, the, it's kind of a, the same kind of a comparison. And I, I can't decide between them both. I don't think you have to decide between them both. No, I, definitely I don't not. understand can... why anybody thinks that you have to decide between them. I can see why somebody would have a favorite, but I don't understand why they would... Dismiss one of them for the other. Dismiss the one of them at all, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, because they're all just very good. So there we have it. Well, that was That's fun. my thought. So for next week, what are we talking about next week? Oh, we are doing a, um, we're talking about ancestry and DNA. And a, a little bit of it is genealogy and a little bit of it is, um, you know, what What does our DNA say? Mm -hmm. um, and, and doing some, tracking our roots a little bit and talking about some of that and some of the things you can learn from that. And I'm real excited about that because genealogy is a big deal to me. So last fall, um, I was talking about genealogy and found out something very surprising. And you'll have to tune in next week to find out what it was. All right. We would like to give special thanks to Red Door Studios and Creative Audio Tech for our music and recording equipment. And we'd like to also thank our loyal listeners. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please give us a good rating. Share the feed with your friends. Um, share like our social media posts out to the world. We would love to have more listeners so we could continue the conversation with you all. If you're not reading the blogs, then you're only getting part of the conversation. So if you're just listening to the podcast, you're missing out. We have multiple blog posts each week that correlate with the discussions typically that we're having. And um, we would love also for your comments there to continue Absolutely. the conversation. Absolutely. We'd like to yes, hear what definitely. you think about it. So that concludes this episode with Modern Musings. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. -bye.